episode 86 of the lunch break podcast it's your boy mason uh i have here today jerry west from the buffalo new york area a good friend good colleague of mine he's in the network marketing industry uh how you doing today jerry i'm doing awesome i i got up early uh did my 45 minute workout i got through it without any rain <laughs> so yeah uh, fantastic today i feel great that's awesome, man. Um, you know, working out in the morning, I know yesterday I went for a jog, um, and it's, it's nice to start the day off like that. And I know one of the things you and I have in common is we believe in mindset, you know, getting to that next level. Um, so what are some of your thoughts on mindset and getting, getting to the next level? Well, one of the most important things to achieve, like if you have a big goal in life to achieve a big goal, is your belief and uh in order to increase your belief you really it's a whole combination of things personal development uh exercise we were just talking about i believe that if you feel good physically that you're going to be in a better mindset and then um taking action on on your goals every day you know making sure that you're consistent that's all going to boost your belief and and give you a stronger mindset believing that you can that you can get over any challenge yeah. Um, challenges, you know, sometimes people may face challenges and they give up. Um, and, you know, what do you think can help someone not give up? Because it seems like we're, we're lacking leadership um, or more people could be leaders, but they, they fail to. Uh, why do you think so many people give up? You know, I, I often wonder this, and I think it's sad, and I've seen a lot of people, uh, just with what I do, give up very, very quickly the second they run into just uh, the tiniest bit of adversity. And uh, I, I don't know if it's something that you can teach a person or if they really have to motivate themselves, but what I've learned personally is that every time I got knocked down uh, in my life, I've always gotten back up and learned a lesson from that situation and applied what I learned in order to be better the next time. So I've never let anything keep me down. Uh, my, my journey hasn't <laughs> skyrocketed up like as fast as I've wanted it to all the time, but I've, I've always gotten back up, brushed myself off anytime something's happened. And I, I've always viewed a challenge as an opportunity for me to grow and become stronger as an individual uh, instead of an opportunity for me to take the easy way out, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do, too, I'm glad you mentioned that um, and kind of phrased the question for your thoughts. I'm going to create a poll, and I'm wondering, when it comes to adversity and challenges, I'll create a poll and see what, what the LinkedIn community thinks. Uh, just because that's an interesting topic, you know, so many people may have a goal to start a business or whether it's get a promotion or become a VP. And there's challenges like any goal you want, 
it's not going to come naturally. It's not going to come easy, but people, but people give up. Um, so for you personally, how do you stay motivated to get to that next level? Like, what are some things you do personally? And maybe there's a, you know, 20 year old young man, uh, listening in, what would you say to a 20 year old, um, man to, to stay motivated and get to that next level? Well, I, it's, it's taken a lot of personal development, so I read a lot of books. Uh, I do a little bit of personal development every single day. Uh, more recently, I've been starting every day out with a 10 to 15 minute meditation where I uh, express gratitude for everything that I have in my life. I think about the goals that I want to accomplish and I visualize myself achieving those goals. So that really helps uh, the, the physical exercise aspect um, that that helps with your body, but it also helps with your mindset. And then um, I would say, and this is a quote that's come up for me a lot lately, marrying the process and divorcing the results. You have to, you have to be consistent in, in doing the actions that are needed every day to move you even just a little bit toward your goals every single day and not be obsessed with getting immediate gratification and realize mm. that uh, success takes time in any type of environment, whether it's a business or a job. Um, you know, nothing nothing happens overnight. Yeah. I, I often joke that I was uh, an overnight in the network marketing industry that I was an overnight success in six years. <laughs> so, um, you just have to realize that whatever whatever you want in life, you can achieve it. If your mind can uh, conceive it and you believe it, you can achieve it. Nice. But it's it's going to take work and, and perseverance, and you're going to have to push through challenges. Uh, so for anyone out there, you just have to realize that you got one life, right? This is another thing. <laughs> you got one life, and the the pain of going through discipline of actually – pushing yourself to go through all these challenges is not nearly as bad as the pain of regret. So I say, push yourself every single day and go through that because the last thing you want is to be too late in your life. And you're looking back thinking, what if, mm. and that's way worse to me, to me, that's motivating because that, that thought of that to me, that I didn't do everything I could have done and I'm mm. regretting it when I'm 70 years old or 80 years old is way, way worse than having to just push through something and, and learn some tough les lessons in order to get to the point where I want to get to. Yeah. Powerful. Two, two things based on what you said. The first is you said, marry the process. And you mentioned consistency. Uh, I think cause I, I turned 27 this year and, um, I think, now is the first time I ever fully understood that pro, um, that principle of it's all about consistency. It doesn't matter what you want to do. If you're not consistent, it's just not going to work. Um, so for those listening, um, definitely marry the process. Definitely be consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, an industry that's booming right now, because I know you and I have had uh, conversations, um, is the CBD industry. Um, and, you know, everyone has their own, you know, whether it's a full-time job or they have their own business or side hustle. 
so when you think of the CBD industry, um, what, why do you think it started booming in the first place? I forgot which year it first took off. Um, but what are, what are some of your thoughts on, on this, on the CBD industry? Well, I got first got involved in the CBD industry. Actually, it wasn't on purpose. It was kind of, I ended up being in the right place at the right time. It was back in uh, 2017. And I think it had just really started to pick up mo a little bit of momentum before that. So when I, when I first got involved, you didn't see CBD all over the place. You know, it was just, it was pretty new to people. A lot of people didn't know what it was. They confused uh, hemp-derived CBD with, with marijuana. And, you know, people really needed to get educated. Uh, but I think the reason for its emergence is the fact that there's a lot of people out there uh, back then and even now, they're looking for more natural solutions to issues that they're having with their body, whether they're physical issues or uh, psychological issues or whatever. They're looking for a way to, uh, to take care of those things naturally and to have a plant that can help you with that, that grows out of the ground, that's natural. Uh, that's really the reason why it started to take off. Um, but also, word of mouth, I mean, people start to use something that's working for them. And, uh, of course, they're going to tell their friends. They're going to go out and tell their friends and their family, say, oh, my God, this is amazing. And uh, that's really how it started to take off. Now, from 2017 to now, 2020, if you go drive down, if I go out in East Aurora, New York, which is not a real big town, a suburb outside of Buffalo, right? So yeah. if I go drive down Main Street in East Aurora, New York, I can see, I'm going to drive by in a one-block space four or five places that are that say they sell CBD in the window. And mm -hmm. there's, you know, and, and it's not just, it's not just regular, like, places that you think it would be. It's hair salons. I've seen uh, a chain clothing store uh, <laughs> have a CBD brand on the shelf. Yeah. At the mall. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to mention brand names here. <laughs> you know, just um, a video store uh, selling it. So uh, gas stations. And by the way, guys, you don't want to buy it from a gas station. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but it's blown up so much. And, and the reason for that is because it, it – it transcends generations. Like you have younger people that want it all the way up to like people that are 70, 80 something years old that are the most conservative people you can imagine that are, are willing to use this product because it's helping them in one way or another. You know, maybe it's their overall well-being. Maybe they're getting more restful sleep. Maybe it makes their back and their body feel better. Um, whatever the reason is, there's, there's people of all different age groups, all different generations that, that want to use these products, and that, that's why it's everywhere. So you might call it saturation, <laughs> but um, that's actually a good thing. Competition in the marketplace means that, means that there's a ton of people out there that want those products. And uh, if, you've, you know, if you've read any articles in Forbes or Fortune 500 magazine, uh, they're still predicting or projecting the CBD industry to grow massively over the next three, four, five years. So it's really, even though it's pretty big right now, 
it's really just getting started. And the most important things that are going on right now are probably um, legislation in certain states, uh, in, in certain countries, because the legality of the hemp plant is different all over the world. Uh, and I'm not a legal professional, so I don't want anyone to take that. <laughs> It, the, the legality, all no matter where you go, it could be state to state, it could be country to country, uh, it changes. And then um, you have just the, um, I lost my train of thought there. Just Yeah, so I, what I was thinking too while you was talking, you know, in, in the year 2014, 2015, 2016, never really heard of CBD. Then 2017, 2018, that's when I started hearing the words, I'm like, what is that? What is CBD? Now it's like, if you ask the common, a common person, most people know what CBD is. Um, it's like a household name. So when you think about, I know you mentioned Forbes said it's going it to can expand over the next three to five years. So just to give a comparison, right? So like there's telemedicine and then there's like Uber and like, I think it's what, I forgot it, like ride sharing services, right? And they have projections and how big it's going to get. So when you think about the projection of the CBD industry, how big this Forbes and other, what, what are they saying about how big it could get? The the one article, and, and don't quote me on this because I don't have it in front of me, but the, the one okay. article that I read uh, was saying a 20 plus billion dollar industry by 2022. Hmm. Uh, and then I saw another one in Yahoo Finance, I believe it was, uh, and this was last year, I believe, that I read this article, uh, and it said that the, the CBD industry is projected to grow 40 times its current size uh, over the next five years. So, um, you know, that's just, that's just massive growth. Uh, with that, the thought that, that slipped my mind a few seconds ago is is regulation because one of the biggest issues right now is um there's a lack of regulation so anybody that's buying cbd out there really should do their homework you know make sure that company has legitimate third-party lab testing that that it shows exactly what's in the product you're getting uh that your label doesn't have uh 15 20 different ingredients in there that because there's a lot of uh, i don't I guess fake would be the word. There's a lot of products out there that are almost like fakes that they don't, they don't really have the CBD in it that it says it has, or they ha they could potentially have dangerous, harmful ingredients like pesticides, metals, molds. So you don't want to put that in your body or take a chance on putting that in your loved one's bodies. So you have to really do your homework. Uh, but as regulation increases, that the instances of that happening are gonna become less and less because people are gonna get more educated and the industry is gonna evolve to ensure that the products that you're taking are a safe product. So before you just go swipe a cheap bottle of CBD oil off the shelf at a gas station, you yeah. think twice, you know, because I, I think that the getting the effectiveness that you want and, and the, ha having a safe product that's manufactured in a, in a GMP certified facility uh, is way more important than saving five or 10 bucks and risking putting something harmful into your system. Uh, I saw a news 
uh, I saw, I've seen a lot of these news organizations that'll go out and they'll grab like five, six brands and they'll test all of them. And a couple of times I saw they found a brand that actually had some mercury in it. And we don't wow. want a situation where you might accidentally be putting mercury in your, into your body every day. So, mm. just, you know, that's, that's all I would tell people for now. Make sure you do your homework. Make sure you do your research that you're, that you're with. There's a lot of good brands out there. But yeah. there's also a lot of shady brands out there yeah. <laughs> that that's not yeah. what you're getting. It's not worth saving a few bucks to risk your health. Yeah. You know, research is so key. Um, yeah. People do have to do their research, no matter what it is, like whether it's CBD or mm -hmm. um, other things. Research is just such a part of life. Like whenever you want to make a decision or even if it's starting a business, research is key. So uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Um, now, you know, part of uh, the Lunch Break podcast in season four, business is personal, right? Um, and one of the things that, um, you know, I embrace is um, failure. I know they say you don't fail, you learn. You know, you, you, you have lessons in life. Um, so uh, when it comes to something personal, uh, what would you like to, what would you like to share? Well, for me, my type of business, uh, being involved in the network marketing industry is a people business. So when, whenever, uh, somebody partners with me, whether it's as a part-time thing, a side hustle, as you mentioned before, or, you know, they're looking to grow it into a full-time thing. I feel like I'm invested in that person's success and, uh, from that point on, I'm going to do everything in my power to help that person learn how to do the business in the right way, um, how to get into the right mindset to do the business, and you know what the income-producing activities are, uh, that they do them consistently, like we said before, on a daily basis. So for me, uh, that person's success or lack of success, I take very personally. Uh, and that's why I said before that I think it's sad when somebody gives up on themselves, you know, whether it be with my business or in anything else. Um, but especially if they're working directly with me, because, you know, I do, I do take it personally. Now you have to, you have to learn to let those things go very quickly if you want to continue to have success yourself. Mm. But when I invest my, you know, my, my time, my energy, my heart into somebody else, I really, really want to see that person succeed. And when, when they do, when they are able, when I'm able to help somebody push past challenges and, and to stick with something instead of giving up on themselves and, and they reach a milestone or a goal, it's the best feeling in the world. So, <laughs> you know, for me, I don't know how uh, any, any real business, especially my type of business, where you're that personally invested into other people's success uh, can't be personal because to me it is. I mean, even like you said before in a, in a sales type of role, if you're, if you're bringing on a new client or a new customer, uh, I always felt like, and I had, I sold advertising for like 10 years. Yeah. You know? So if I'm bringing on a new client or, or a customer, I felt like I'm personally invested in that person's success. I'm not just a salesperson selling them something, grabbing a check and walking away. I'm, I'm a trusted advisor who is going to help them use my product or service 
to achieve the goal that they want to achieve. And even in those situations, sometimes you get customers or clients that either they don't want to use your product or service properly, or they don't want to take your recommendation. And, and, and it's kind of, you know, you take it personal because you're like, listen, I don't even want to take your money because <laughs> you're going you're gonna to buy this product or service that I just sold you. And you're going to set yourself up to fail with it. And the last thing I want is for you to come back to me and tell me that it didn't work. So you either take my advice from, you know, the person that knows what they're talking about, or we're going to do it this way and, and you're going to do it consistently. So it's going to work for you. Or I don't even want to take your money. Like that's how exactly. I feel all the time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sales managers always didn't feel that way, but I always said, you know what, if you always do the right thing to your customer, even if you tell them something they don't want to hear, if, but you tell them what they need to hear at the end of the day, you're going to, you're going to have more success and more revenue coming into your business because they're going to learn over time that the reason that you're doing what you're doing or the reason that you said what you said is because you care about that person. So that's, exactly. that's my take on business being personal because if you're always invested in the, the other person's success, their success, your client's success, your, your advertisers, success um then then that's that's what's really going to bring your business and and your job your position the long-term success that you want yeah i uh when i was a community manager for a co-work here in rochester you know we called them members but they were our customers our clients i was very invested in their interests you know their um i wanted to see them to be successful so if they wanted an office and an office was the best fit, that's what I would recommend. It wasn't, oh, I'm trying to get a commission or whatever the case. It was more so, is this right for you? Is it a right fit? And if they felt it was a right fit, I felt it was a right fit. Okay, let's proceed. Um, and even when they became a member, that wasn't the end. You know, I would stay in communication. Um, even if they faced a challenge, they need a recommendation or whatever it was, I was, I was there every step of the way. So um, you and I very definitely um, share the same uh, thought process on that. Um, and also another thing you and I have, have in common is rock bottom. I know I hit rock bottom and it was 2017. It was after my divorce. Um, and then I've bounced back from that. Um, and I know you experienced a rock bottom as well. And maybe there's other people out there that's listening. Um, so maybe for the next couple of minutes, you can share your experience of how, you know, your, your rock bottom experience and how you bounce back from it. Sure. So back in 2015, I went through a, a bankruptcy because um, I had taken on a, uh, a business that that didn't work out for me you know no matter no matter what I did I just couldn't get it to work out I was losing money so I ended up having to go through bankruptcy and then in 2016 I actually went through five different jobs just trying to figure out I was trying to I was trying to build a side business at the same time while I'm going through all these jobs and at the end of that year I was just um, you know I was fed up I was at financial rock bottom but I, through all of that, I always believed that I would have a breakthrough and I would be successful. 
So instead of taking that as an opportunity to go into a downward spiral, uh, I used it as motivation and I used everything that I learned from that particular situation and that phase of my life to, to catapult me and launch me into uh, the next phase, which ended up being you know, the best so far. The last three years have been really an incredibly successful ride for me. And, you know, I'm not saying I never felt like giving up. I felt like giving up many days, felt defeated many days. But the trick is I didn't, you know, I didn't give up. I didn't do it. I, I let those feelings go and I just pushed ahead. It's only human to, to feel like you want to walk away or you should stop trying. But what you have to realize is that if, if you want to reach the goals that you have for your life and your business, your job, whatever, you can't walk away. It's okay to, to feel like that, but use that as motivation to, to push ahead and be better the next day. Be just a little bit better every single day. Uh, that's what my goal has been for the last several years, and that's what it still is, is every single day I want to be just a little bit better than I was the day before. And when you come across the inevitable bad days, don't don't use it as a way to or an excuse to take the easy way out. Use it as motivation to wake up the next day and to absolutely crush the next day. Awesome. Well said, Jerry. Well, thank you so much for being on um, this podcast today. Uh, appreciate you, man. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lunch and Drink Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories on their lunch breaks. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, share on social media, and make sure you come back for more episodes on Season 4 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where business is.